Welcome to another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insight here with uh, Dave Slipka. As you can see from the title of the episode, we're going to talk about sweetness. We're going to talk about Walter Payton, uh, a player who was uh, more than just an outstanding player, but uh, perhaps Dave's favorite football player, certainly, uh, again, many many people's favorite uh, player. Uh, however, deceased, but this isn't a tribute episode as much as it's a look at at, uh, at Walter Payton's cards and uh, uh Perhaps autographs, memorabilia, other stuff, but mainly cards. Thanks to our sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, uh, Panini, Tops, and Upper Deck. Welcome, Dave. Thank you, Jim. Why do you like Walter Payton so much? Aside from being from Chicago. <laughs> well, that, that's a big and part of it. being there during yeah. his heyday. That, that's the hugest part of it, being, uh, you know, having him come in the league when I was around 10 years old. I mean, that's, that's the wheelhouse. Most people's heroes are from their ages of 9 to 12. 12. Yeah. So that was a, a perfect hit for me and my dad being a big uh, Bears fan and myself being a big Bears fan. And the, the other part of it, him being such a good human, yeah. such a good teammate, such a good guy. You, you hear the stories about it from... From the very beginning to, to his his final days, he, it's hard to f- hear anything negative about Walter off the off the field. He played in the football, but he also played in the band and he sang in the choir. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the kind of guy he was. Well rounded and uh, uh, a gentleman, and an exemplary. He's got an award named after him now. An incredibly incredible athlete. I mean, people think they rank him in the top running backs, which is fine, but I think he's underrated in what an incredible athlete he was. I mean, people may forget some of the times that he started at quarterback. Or that he rolled out and threw passes. He there were there were games that he had more touchdown passes than the quarterback did. His arm was unbelievable. I believe he even punted. Partly a statement of uh, the poor quarterbacking in some of those years. No, for the no Bears. question. But his 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 arm. And he punted. Yeah, yes. amazing. Yeah. And kick returns early. No, no was doubt. he the first running back that was a hurdler? That really hurt. That, that, that is known for kind of hurdling guys. I don't remember that many before him. He he would you know Zeke Elliott does that right. now some, but it's it's. I mean, may very, Payton did that. May very well be. You know, I, somebody I, go low and he'd, he'd uh, hurdle them. And not just that. I but think he's also the, the the innovator of uh, vaulting over the goal line, yeah. jumping over the pile, landing directly on his head. Right. I mean, he would clear linemen and go untouched. I mean, think about that 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 jumping ability. That's yeah. just incredible. And he was a, 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 a stiff arm guy that kind of brought back the stiff arm, which which. Uh, <laughs> he never ran out of bounds. <laughs> he, 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 tough, tough, tough guy. Never ran out of bounds. Always so, wanted to uh, deliver the hit. So where were you in 1976? Were you buying up all the 76 tops you could find? Well, I can proudly say that I was a, got there, a Walter late. Payton collector from the beginning, but I was never a Walter Payton investor. Okay. So I fortunately had some Walter Payton rookies that survived from my original collection and as uh, I've mentioned in another podcast, my mom did not throw away my card. So yeah. I, I had I had a few uh, but not, uh, you know, I, I always bought patents for myself and not to, to hoard in quantity. Right. And so, uh, what, uh, do you keep a want list for Walter Payton stuff or do you just kind of, uh, what, what is the state of your Payton collection at this point? Well, one of the great things about collecting guys in the, that played in the, in the eighties and were done before the multi-card companies of the nineties is that as the cards came out, I was able to be a quote unquote master collector. Um, so I was able to have just about all his cards, sometimes including the oddballs, as they were being released. So it was uh, collecting Payton is very, very, very different for me than a lot of the other guys that I continue to pursue. I almost consider my Payton collection as quote unquote done because you only want the cards when he's playing. 
Kind Pretty of. much, and anything that I would add. Because the newer stuff would be really expensive. Right, it, it is very expensive, and it, it's retrospective stuff. And you no, know, if I see a unique photo on a car that I've not seen before, I see okay. something. You know, I do add some of the current okay. uh, um, Panini issues, and you know, I have um, I have a certified insert, or multiple certified insert autos, and a multiple game jersey cards. But I'm not after trying to get all of them. It just just wouldn't be affordable. So with with Peyton, I, I consider it kind of a. Uh, you know, almost a near complete collection for where I want. Do you to think be. that's the way player collectors do it? I mean, they make. I think they do make a distinction between cards that were issued when the player played, as opposed to the more recent for somebody that's been retired or, in his case, deceased for twenty years, probably now, about right. Almost, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, because you get you get pretty overwhelmed with the stuff that just comes out in the last few years. Right. If you collect, if you have multiple PC, multiple players that you collect it can get really expensive and i think you do need to collect different players in different ways and i hope people have learned to do that because if you if you feel like everything has to be a master collection it can be nothing but frustrating Mm -hmm. so uh, i you know i don't collect all players this way i like lesser players that i collect i i want to go master because they're more affordable but but peyton i think it would just be frustrating and cost prohibitive to to try and do that do you get a lot of them graded or do you just are you selective on that uh i i probably don't have a graded peyton even though i have a couple rookies Okay. I, I actually, what about autographed? Have you ever gotten any picked up any personally autographed that you'd have to like send to Beckett authentication or uh, you know your buddy Steve Grad, my my buddy too. But, yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. to what extent uh, are there Peyton autographs out there that are? Uh, was he a very willing signer? I used to mail to him, and yeah. he would sign through the mail. So where are those cards now? Uh, actually, a couple of those are slabbed. Okay. Um, I did have a few of those. I think I, I have sold one or two of those. I had some eight by tens. A lot of times, if you would send a card, he'd send an eight by ten with it. So, uh, you know, I have multi-autograph stuff. I have an, an autograph poster that was issued from his company. So a lot of times, or later in his life, he issued some things with his own hologram. And those, I never saw the need for authentication, but the stuff that came through the mail, those are the things that I have checked with, for authentication. What, uh, what's on, what, what would be a, a patent card or collectible that you don't have that you'd want if you could get it at a good price? Yeah, that, that's the problem. Or it's, trade something it, for it. The Slim Jim discs. Oh, okay. That's one I'm missing. Uh, I mean, you know, during the time of its issue, I don't think I knew it existed. Right. I don't think maybe until I came to work at Beckett years later that I even knew that it existed. So that is a very tough one in, right. in any condition at, at, at any price. And so that would be a tough one. Is that 78? Or is it, what, what do you uh, use it? 70? I believe Something so, 77 or 78. And yeah. I think those are the so years. it's not rookie, but it's right. close. Yeah. Those are the years that I think have what I think are his, quote-unquote, coolest or, to me, most desirable cards or some of my favorites. First two or three years. Of yes. Story, yeah. And what I would put on that list would be the 77 uh, Mexican version very of tough. Tops. Very, very tough. Very yeah. tough in any condition. Uh, the 78 uh, Wholesome. Wholesome, yeah. And yeah. what I really love about that one, it's one of the few cards where you can see him pictured wearing number 21, yeah. which would have been his rookie camp number. Another one of my favorites is the, I think they call it the stop-and-go 3D card. It's like, yeah. a, you know, like a like a Kellogg's type. 79 rating? Uh, that, yes, that is also 79. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it seemed like each year in those late 70s, there's one really tough or really cool, neat card that came out that was non-standard, and I always enjoyed uh, chasing those or adding those to my collection. What about the irregular size ones? You know, like some of the discs and and uh, there's a Coke, Coke uh, panel kind of thing. There are there are multiple multiple oddball size items that are really cool. Uh, what what was called the uh, what the SI mini posters? Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember what, what's the other name for that. I'm, so, I'm drawing a blank on that, but I also love the uh, the Fleer 
the FLIR. Um, oh, they don't identify by right, name. Right. The FLIR team in action cards. Right. I think those are really undervalued. Well, they're, they're probably undervalued from the 70s, for sure. By right. the 80s, I think they were pretty pretty heavily produced. But I always look for ones that had him in it. Those, those were not the oversized, per se. But um, some of the other neat stuff is like the box bottoms from the uh, 85, right. 86, 87. Well, those were glory years for the, for the Bears. Yes. And, and most people didn't really care or see that the box bottom was right. a different card or a right. different color right. or something like that. So, so those were real neat. But you're, you're right. The uh, the Coca Cola discs or multiple multiple years on that. They have the hang the hang tags that were right. That, yeah. that they I've, used. Got, I've got one of yeah. those. Yeah. So there's a lot of neat oddball stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was out there. SI for kids cards and right. uh, uh, yeah. If, if you're a paint collector, there's there's a lot of neat stuff from from his playing area era and obviously. Even after them, there's yeah. multiple retrospective sets that, that I really like. You know, Upper Deck did their, you know, their typical heroes, you know, ten card set. Do you, uh, do you have a guess of how many different uh, Walter Payton cards are there out there? I don't. I have a guess. Two thousand three hundred and fifty-seven <laughs> or something like that. Is that, that the number? <laughs> I, I just went back yeah. at uh, uh, online price guide and uh, looked, and I, th- I, I, th- I think I'm remembering that right, but. Again, eighty percent of that has to be after he after he retired. Not eighty percent, but there's so many variations of some it could of the be cards. Eighty percent, it really could. Uh, but you know, he he played he played until ninety seven or eighty eight. He played until eighty eight. Oh, eighty eight, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. And then he passed away in ninety nine. Ninety eight, ninety nine. Yes, ninety eight. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, what? Um, who's his most similar? player i mean would you compare him to emmett smith would you compare him to barry sanders uh who who came along after or is he just in a class by himself in your opinion on the field or in cardboard <laughs> uh, a little bit of both but i mean uh, on the field he he his there's other guys that have had lo- more longevity but he had sustained excellence for a long time and and again it's comparing and cardboard world it's it's just the explosion is is crazy. He had one rookie card, right. one indisputable rookie card, not not a whole bunch of them. Um, who's your second favorite football player? If if Peyton is your favorite, is there anybody else or you know that era or? or? Well, it'd probably probably be another bear, probably Urlacher. Oh, okay. Or uh, or maybe even Ditka. I'm okay. In Ditka collection. Yeah, I saw Ditka play in college. Wow. When he was at Pittsburgh. Wow. And I just remember him catching this pass, kind of in the middle of the field, and just. People were trying to tackle him. He was just like knocking him off. It's probably available, yeah. you know, on YouTube. Uh, it was it was the Panthers against somebody. I don't remember who it was now, but he just was a man among boys. He they just they, they were bouncing off him, and he he wasn't fast. He just kind of lumbered into the end zone and and snarled. I suppose yeah. so, must have been amazing being uh, in Chicago in those in those glory years when everything came together. I kind of mostly compare him to Barry Sanders in that. Neither of them had a really good offensive line, yeah. and a lot of times they had to make the play themselves. Right. So a lot of their highlight reel stuff, well, I think that's you know, that's involves fair. open field breaking, you know, right. not even breaking tackles, but avoiding tackles in a special mm-hmm. way. And uh, Emmett is a, is a special player, but so many of his runs, you look and he's two steps and he's past the line already. And, yeah. and a lot of times Peyton would have to take ten or twenty strides before yeah. he ever got to the line. <laughs> Barry Sanders would go around in a circle and right. back around <laughs> exactly. So but, from uh, their styles, I. I I prefer the Barry comparison. Well, I think, I mean, uh, Emmett, I think, had such amazing vision to see the hole. Yes. So it's not just running through the hole. He, I think he had amazing uh, vision. And, and again, all those guys, uh, there's also a skill to stay pretty much injury-free and to not take yes. the big hits. And Walter, you know, Emmett and Barry, all those. Okay, so uh, 
Walter Payton, he's got an award named after him, uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, yes. whatever. It's one of the most prestigious. In fact, I think I did another episode about Clemente. There's a, a Riddle Clemente Award in baseball, but the Payton Award is for community service or just being. I mean, correct it's, community it's, service, it's mainly community service is the expression off the, field. Yeah, yeah. off the field, but still guys that are that generally good players. And uh, it's Jay, going to Jason Witten's one, right? Witten, Drew Brees, and Drew Brees. Yeah. So those are those are well deserved too. In fact, those are uh, Dave and I. Uh, we're, we're coming to a close here, but uh, Dave and I, I think, agree that. It's wonderful to appreciate the skill of a player on the field, but when they're equally outstanding off the field, that's that's even better. Because I don't want to emulate just some on-field activities. I want to see that somebody's given back to the community and is a is a, a great human being, which by all accounts uh, Walter Payton was. So our well, hats you, off to him. You summarized that perfectly, and I can't uh, say that any better, being that uh, my firstborn son's name is Payton. There you go. P-A-Y-T-O-N. Okay. I had the honor of having him meet Jared <laughs> and tell him oh that story. Goodness. Jared well, they, what an amazing way to end this episode. Thank you, Dave. And uh, we'll, uh, again, this has been so much fun. We'll, we'll, we'll do another episode in a few days. So, again, thanks, Dave. Thanks, listeners. I uh, hope you enjoyed our reminiscences about uh, Walter Payton and his cards. And we'll, we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks.